Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Janelle King. I provided some background as to why it seems to be just extremely tough to communicate with black women and to share this conservative message. I mean, I think the miscommunication is just so convoluted and confusing at times. And sometimes it sounds like it may be correct, but then there's a little bit of fallacy that's in there that makes the entire message corrupt. And then we have a problem. So let's bring in our guests. I have Felicia Killings with me. And if you missed her bio that happens to be read in the first half, don't worry. You can catch up by listening to the full podcast on this coming Tuesday when it drops. And you can listen to it anywhere where you get your podcast. Let's talk about it with Janelle King. So welcome, Felicia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> excited to chat with you. It's always great to connect. I love you and your husband. And uh, yeah, I'm just really excited. Thank you. And we love you, okay? You <laughs> never cease to entertain, but at the same time, spill truth on Twitter yes. and I love it, love it, love it. So let's get started with this question. Mm -hmm. Are there some truths when we hear about Mm -hmm. all these oppression factors that's happening to Mm -hmm. women? Do you think Mm -hmm. there's some truth to the argument? Yeah, I think when we're talking to voters in particular and they're raising, you know, some serious concerns, I think even if we don't agree entirely about what that those concerns are or um, if they view it as oppression, it's still important for us to at least have those conversations. So, um, you know, yeah. we'll, you'll hear some women talking about um, abortion access or anti-abortion bills as a form of oppression um, and, you know, just different things like that. So it's like, okay, well, let's have these conversations and see if we can come to a conservative solution that perhaps others will be able to, you know, entertain. So that's what I try to do. Like, I I never want to tell a woman, like, no, that's not oppression, when in in her eyes it might be. So, Mm. um, you know, just sitting in the seat as a listener Mm -hmm. and um, coming from that conservative solutionary perspective, Mm-hmm. that's where we start to make really great strategic inroads. So, I like that yeah. point. I like that point mm-hmm. because it's like you're not affirming or validating that what mm-hmm. they're saying is correct. You're just letting them know that I do hear you because mm-hmm. it feels correct to them. Right. So that's right. definitely one, one angle. 
Yeah, and it's their story, right? If they're coming mm-hmm. with their story and they're saying, hey, this particular policy is oppressive to me and whatnot, it's like, okay, well, let's sit down and chat, you know. And, and you know, you can start with the fellowship and mm-hmm. um, just kind of build from there. And then I believe, you know, as time goes on and you get to start talking politics um, with some of these individuals, then the barriers, mm-hmm. the I would just say the communication barriers drop. And now we have more of what I call strategic, effective outreach. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like, well, first let me ask this. Do you think mm-hmm. that the messaging towards black women from the left is different than the messaging towards white women mm-hmm. or other groups? Oh, most definitely. So let's talk about abortion, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they talk to black women about um, reproductive rights and health care and things along that nature, they sell what I call death marketing. And <laughs> when women are talking about, especially black women, when they're talking about um, economic opportunities, educational opportunities for their children, the message from the left is more death, right? Mm. It's, it's not any kind of, uh, you know, pathway of success. They're not talking about, you know, how women can get access to these um, um, pregnancy centers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's a very death message to, especially to black women. Now, when you compare that with other groups, you don't see the same thing. So Mm -hmm. if, you you know, we rarely see uh, Hispanic women, these built Billboards, you know, with their faces yeah. talking about, you know, abortion is healthcare, but they have no problem using black women as their spokesperson. And this is pretty much how um, they they use black women um, mm-hmm. in their marketing. You know, if white women want abortion, they'll yeah. talk about how much black girls need access to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so those things take place, and this is why I say conservative. Like we have an opportunity to engage in the conversations and present better messaging um, that speaks to life. It, it goes beyond the ideas of creating more anti-abortion laws. It, it actually, our message can focus on solutions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like if we were talking about maternal health care mm-hmm. and the, the death rates and whatnot, it's like, all right, so what can we do? Let's start talking about black doulas. Let's start talking about black midwives. Let's start talking about, you know, different ways that the community can come together um, to help mm-hmm. and support black women. And now we have a, a completely different conversation. You know what I mean? Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's where we want to get to. And to your point, right, I I always kind of cringe when I see a black woman representing Planned Parenthood. Because yeah. obviously for the his, historical references, right? I mean, Margaret Sanger mm-hmm. clearly did not like black people and created mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood to exterminate us. And mm-hmm. uh, so I always think that's a little silly and it is cringy to me. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. and then there was a time where I saw a protest where there were a couple of white girls who were protesting abortion and the support of abortion by holding black babies. And I thought yeah. that, baby dolls, and I thought that was also bizarre. Did you remember yeah. seeing that? I mean, that was just really weird. No, I didn't see uh, that last image, but it is very clear that whenever they want to push the abortion topic, they do bring up black women. For example, Mm -hmm. um, I remember watching this hearing with Tim Scott as he was addressing Mm -hmm. Janet Yellen, who is uh, the U.S. 
person or something. And um, she was talking about how much, you know, access to abortion is important for black girls. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me when you're talking about minors here. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's not even, she didn't bring up the topic about these girls being raped (laughs) or, you know what I mean? It's like, no, you need access to abortion. And when you look at it, it's like these (laughs) eugenics state, they're not even hiding themselves anymore. And so it's like, all right, let's get black women um, to see, like, this is serious death marketing that they're pushing here, and you don't have to accept this. This doesn't have to be the only message. But, you know, conservatives like you and I, we have to be present Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, present these different messages that that would give black women options. Um, Because and if you even look at the numbers, when it came to some of the top issues um, for black voters, Abortion was not at the top. No. Like, it was barely on the list. And so it's like Black America is not asking for more access to death. Right. They're asking for opportunities. They're asking to get crime out of their neighborhoods. They're asking mm-hmm. for better protection. and op- You know what I mean? Yeah. These are the things they're asking for, not how best to kill the baby in the womb. Um, and so mm-hmm. when conservatives start to have these conversations with them, um, it'll be a lot easier Mm-hmm. you know, to make these inroads with yeah. that particular demographic. I do see a separation between the conversation amongst black men and black women um, mm-hmm. and abortion tends to kind of target black women. What are some mm-hmm. other issues that you feel is uniquely designed for black women that you mm-hmm. don't hear so much coming, particularly coming from the conservative side, but maybe it's being mm-hmm. pushed on the left? Well, um, let's talk about education, for example. Mm. So one of the things we're trying to do with the Conscious Conservative Movement is to frame some new messaging that would target also black women. Um, In in 2020 and 2022, we really focused heavily on black men and getting their voices Mm -hmm. and uh, desire for tangibles heard on the right. And so this round, we are also incorporating more strategic messaging related to education and particularly homeschooling. So during 2020, um, the pandemic, we saw this massive increase among black families who were entering the homeschool industry. It went from 3% to 16%. And that number continued to grow because black families were basically forced into this new way of educating their children uh, because they had to, right? They had to be at home with them. And so they started to discover how easier it was to provide the quality education that they know their children needed. And some of the reasons for uh, black families going into this uh, this direction also included them complaining about racism in their progressive schools, mm-hmm. um, the discipline, the, the you know lack of proper education, not being able to take, teach black history the way that they wanted. So they were able to experience this kind of freedom. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when it comes to black women, like we, we love our children, and we want the absolute best education for them. Mm -hmm. And so what better way to provide that and to get the kind of support and protection they need than Mm -hmm. for them to get in connection with conservatives who are also pushing for, um, you know, protection for homeschooling or access to school choice options. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the areas that I really push heavily with conservatives. Like, let's start talking about these conversations with black women. Mm -hmm. Number one, again, we love our babies. We're not... uh, 
you know, <laughs> we're not in line waiting to abort them, but if that's mm-hmm. the only option that women are being presented with as a solution to, you know, their poverty or what have you, then it's like, well, yeah, we're going to see that continue. But yeah. if they start to see that, you know, they can start online businesses and, you know, make mm-hmm. some money here and there with the virtual market and they're able to homeschool their children if they can have access to some funding to help them with that. I mean, now yeah. we're having a complete revolution, uh, revival, I guess you can say, within <laughs> Black America. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. these are much more empowering conversations, right? And it's like, what what Black woman would say no to that? <laughs> you know? I totally you know? agree. I totally agree yeah. 100%. And uh, so let's talk about this divide, right? So I, there mm-hmm. is clearly a divide within the black, even the black woman's space. I feel yeah. like when I talk to my more middle to high, upper class black women, mm-hmm. it's as mm-hmm. if they have no clue what's going on when it comes mm-hmm. to our uh, lower income mm-hmm. communities. And mm-hmm. I feel like I find it easier to talk to those who are in our lower income communities and mm-hmm. more on the blue collar space because mm-hmm. they just seem to be more open to solutions right uh-huh. and then the gatekeepers yeah. are the women that are in the other group so yeah what do you do you feel like there's a there's two separate messages to each and if so what are mm-hmm. they yeah i think so and i think i noticed it much more when i came to georgia so in mm-hmm. california i didn't really experience that kind of conversation because over there um it's it's pretty typical to have um, black middle class um, you know economics if you will Mm -hmm. but when I came to Georgia it was very different I noticed that when black women saw my accolades they saw my degrees they saw (laughs) the ministry that I had it was like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh wow you know (laughs) right they love you (laughs) yeah so the perception is is very different I think once you you know you have those those I guess letters behind your name Mm -hmm. Um, and and so it's this idea of the kind of the talented tense, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a certain class of black Americans who pretty much determine what happens with the rest of the 90%. But that is a purely progressive, a purely black progressive point of view. Yeah. Um, whereas with black conservatism, we're like, um, anyone can have access to this if we're able to provide the teaching. And if we can remove some of these relations that are preventing black women, for example, from experiencing success. Mm-hmm. So it's like definitely if we're seeing, you know, lower income women struggling and we have solutions, we have ideas that really help us flourish at this particular level, yeah. we're more willing to share that, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's just a different kind of mindset versus mm-hmm. if you are dealing with individuals who are part of, I would guess I I guess I could say the black bourgeois. Right. Um, <laughs> that became even more known with this whole Ebony yeah. Williams thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if you are a part of that, then, yeah, you know, they're going to say that, you know, government needs to be there. It needs to be funded to take care of, you know, the black lower class. And mm-hmm. that is. The, the divide I see happening even among yeah. conversations as it relates to black women. And I won't say that all of the black women, especially out here, are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just because of the way progressivism has been sold to both, you know, yes. type of black individuals. It's like progressivism is being sold as charity to the poor. It's being sold 
sold as helping the poor. And so it's like, of course, you know, the, of course we want to help our people, right? right. We don't want to see the poor uh, just struggling. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, understand that that kind of in transaction between progressive government and the poor yeah. is producing more poverty, is producing more destruction, is producing more mm-hmm. death. And and so if if we can yeah. black as black conservative women get into those conversations where even if, you know, the talented tip doesn't want to mm-hmm. hear it, like I'm not concerned with trying to convert them. I, no. I don't care, right? <laughs> I'd rather give these other women options to understand like here, we know you want to thrive. You want we know you want to succeed. Here's an option. And whether you choose black conservatism or black progressivism, that's on you. But at mm-hmm. least you have choices now. So You know what? It's interesting because I mentioned Ebony Williams, right? I'm sure you're mm-hmm. familiar with all of that. Yeah. For those who are <laughs> listening, um she was on a show, her her show, and she had a guest, um, Dr. E uh, Ianla Vincent, uh-huh. and she asked her, would you date a bus driver? And she said, if you own the bus. And it kind of uh-huh. started this uproar in the black community about, you know, her kind of putting down blue collar yeah. workers and all that stuff. And what I heard as a black conservative woman, I'm like, oh, well, if you, we, we, we understand that we can bring uh-huh. value to the team. And if uh-huh. you're, you may be a bus driver when I meet you, but if you have desire to own the bus, uh-huh. then we're going to help you get there. That's a yeah. different conversation. But but, you know, she doubled down. It wasn't, you know, helpful yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in her response. <laughs> but I thought of that because that's what you're kind of talking about, right? It's like that mm-hmm. disconnect between the, the you know, the, the successful, wealthy mm-hmm. black people and then those who are still building. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to this, I have a question. Do you mm-hmm. think black men are the answer to winning over black women? Yes. And Mm -hmm. here's why. So um, black women are predominantly conservative Mm -hmm. and moderate in our views. And we love our black men. We Mm -hmm. love our black fathers, our husbands, our sons, right? Mm -hmm. And we understand, you know, different roles, I guess you could say. Um, And so, and and maybe if I use my own example, this will help out. So my father is a black Republican, black conservative, and that's all I've known ever about him. Mm -hmm. During the 80s, pretty much... uh, switched parties and began to affiliate with conservatism and so because of my love and respect for dad like Mm -hmm. him talking to me about politics that was it for me so Mm -hmm. it was like okay i'm gonna follow dad's lead because i trust him and it it doesn't mean he indoctrinated me or anything like that right (laughs) like he allowed me to flourish in my knowledge but Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what you'll see happening with a lot of black women because we trust their leadership and we we recognize like, hey, okay, we might be the ones to spend the most time with the kids. You might be talking about politics and business or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Let me know what page we need to be on so we can work (laughs) together. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's. It's like that kind of camaraderie. Com- oh, I'm not saying the word, but you do yeah. what I'm saying. That fellowship. <laughs> yeah, the camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, there we go. There, there we go. I was getting um, But we see that camaraderie, and mm. that's what you will see with a lot of black women as well. So yeah. even though Democrats right now have pretty much this big 
influence when it comes to black women, understand that that's just a portion of the eligible voting block. There are millions of black women who are not even participating right now. They are angry with the Democrat Party mm-hmm. and they do love black black men. They don't like mm-hmm. seeing the disrespect from the Republican Party and from the Democrat Party. Yeah. Um, and so if black conservatives like you and I start having mm-hmm. conversations with them, Mm -hmm. And, you know, allowing black men to have that space, like, I'm telling you, we're going to see a completely different kind of black conservative movement um, just by starting these conversations. Absolutely. I mean, we we are definitely pushing to have authentic conversations and not mm-hmm. the Google conversations. And I yeah. say that because I'm like a lot of times I'll hear Republicans try to talk to black people about these particular topics and they throw out these Google stats mm-hmm. that, you know, that you have to flush out because there are yeah. some aspects of it that could be, you know, true. Um, mm-hmm. Before we go to the break, I have one more question for you. And then mm-hmm. on the, after the break, we're going to talk about some solutions from your perspective mm-hmm. and uh, hear more about your organization, how people can follow you. Um, mm-hmm. But where are you, what What are your concerns? Like what is a concern as it relates to the direction of the country regarding black women? Because mm-hmm. I do believe there's something that's happening right now when, mm-hmm. it, when it comes to the lack of, you know, just getting married, having kids, mm-hmm. this whole mm-hmm. push into career only. Um, mm-hmm. But that's me, right? So you, mm-hmm. you work with women. Women, and I know you've worked mm-hmm. with single moms. What's a concern mm-hmm. that you see as it relates to the, the direction of this country? Mm-hmm. Well, again, this goes back to the progressive messaging, right? Mm-hmm. And if if black women have been only getting a certain message for such a long time, yeah. then they'll buy into it. And I think what's happening now, especially if we, if you actually look at the relationship space mm-hmm. and you you pay attention to some of their content. Now, a lot of their content is toxic, but there's oh, some yes. good stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. um, you're starting to see a lot more black women who are like, you know what? Something's mm-hmm. not working. Like, yeah. why am I in this single mother household? How come I feel this way about men? Like, right. something is broken here. And that realization is, al- that's allowing these women to say, okay, let's try something else. And that's mm-hmm. really where Black conservative women can come and have these great conversations. So it, right. it, it is a competition of ideas, right? And it's about, <laughs> you know, giving them enough principles, giving them enough evidence and examples to prove how or why certain ideologies would work and others wouldn't Mm -hmm. um that again is just a very different conversation which will produce great results right and you know i am guilty of not having compassion towards the bourgeoisie or whatever because (laughs) i mean i really am like i i kind of call them out but but listening to you i'm hearing that there's an element of this that i have to keep in mind is that there are other women mixed into this pool right Mm -hmm. that really Mm -hmm. do need to hear a message of compassion and understanding Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. i think i can soften my approach a tad bit but um (laughs) but i I just get so frustrated with this with all of it i understand because it's like oh my gosh like the talented 10 when you study them it's like oh my god these people are so so annoying it's amazing but then again you know when you have that progressive message and Mm -hmm. you know even with them it's like okay if you if you get a certain degree or if you're a part of certain (laughs) sorority or whatever 
you know, then you get the status and, and it's like, well, how come other black people can't do it? Well, right. they could if they had access. <laughs> right, right. So I mean, it's, it's like have those conversations even with them. So. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. And I do think that there's there's something to be said about this. And I think we can mm-hmm. we, we have to do something together that's a live mm-hmm. event, you know, so that we can mm-hmm. really invite black women mm-hmm. to come sit with us. And I want to bring in older women, too. I think there, mm-hmm. we're missing an element of older women, right? Our grandparents yes. have gotten a lot younger. And yeah. that wisdom, to me, is just not there. And yeah. so how do you know to be a woman? As, I, as we're growing and we're growing yeah. into our womanhood... I mean, yeah. I'm surrounded by older women right now. I mean, I su- submerge mm-hmm. myself in it because I need to learn these things. And mm-hmm. so that's something that's really, really important as well. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Janelle King. I am your host, Janelle King. And if you're joining us for the first time, do not worry. I know you feel like, oh, my God, I missed it. No, you can catch the full episode on my podcast, which will air on this coming Tuesday. And uh, if you don't know how to find it, you can go to my social media platforms and particularly my Instagram, which is jkingthepodcast. I have a link that you can click on and you'll be able to um, find the best way for you to listen. Otherwise, we are on all platforms. So with 67% of black households being led by single parents and about 51% of all violent crimes being committed by black men, it's clear we have dropped the ball. And I Mm -hmm. believe that it's at the center of the family dynamic and Mm -hmm. the lack thereof. And so I am joined with my friend, Felicia Killings, who is a expert in this area. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we've just been talking. So can you provide us some insight on Mm -hmm. I know we talked about the particular topics that we can Mm -hmm. utilize to message to black women, but what's a Mm -hmm. message of hope? If there's a black woman listening right now who may be hating on Mm -hmm. us, but uh, there's some that are Mm not. So (laughs) what's your message? (laughs) Well, um, before I get to the message, let Mm -hmm. me clarify. So um, Pew Research just dropped some new data about black Mm -hmm. families Mm -hmm. in March 2023. And this is what I've been doing heavily to push, uh, not just in Twitter, but everywhere I can go. I'm like, we've got Mm -hmm. new data, y'all. Okay. Okay. Black America has been building data. (laughs) Um, 
So the data revealed that 39% of our black households now have um, married couples in it. Mm. And only 31% of our households are governed by a single mother. Mm. And uh, that means that the other households, this doesn't even include those who cohabitate. Mm. Um, so now we see this massive shift that has yeah. completely you know, taken place. So it's not 67% anymore. Good. And Good. I don't really know where that number came from, but let's mm. just go with it, right? Especially coming out yeah. of the 80s. Um, but one thing that has happened is you, we have seen several black millennials who have been able to look at the past few decades. Mm -hmm. And they're saying there's no way we're going to continue this madness. And mm. so black men in particular have really taken on the reins of rebuilding the families and making sure that they, even if they're not married to the woman, yeah. um, that they're in the child's life. And so, um, like I said, new data started to come out and was Thank released God. in order to, you know, prove <laughs> what had been done. Mm -hmm. So we see these numbers have increased with marriages, with black marriages, mm -hmm. decreasing with black single motherhood, which is amazing. Yes. But still, you know, it's like, let's get this thing to zero because yeah. there's power in having having married couples there's power in having two minds in one house that's fulfilling one singular vision um and so as we begin to see these numbers improving um number one black conservatives should all should celebrate this and to make yeah. it very known especially to folks on the right like no look black america has been building mm -hmm. let's make sure that we are presenting policies that's going to protect what they build so mm. as these couples are coming together um is it possible for them to have access to training in, you know, various fields like the online business sector or, you know, what kind of opportunities can be presented to them? And right. then what policies can be present to protect that? Because progressivism has this habit mm -hmm. of always wanting to destroy every time we try to build, yeah. every single time. So I'm like, That's been happening for so long. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, let's get in here before progressives mm -hmm progressivism continues to you know with this destruction let's yeah. get in here and have these conversations about politics mm -hmm. um and so if black men are having access to better economic opportunities if black women same for them and they want to just you know stay home and homeschool mm -hmm. the children like i'm telling you all these great conversations can take place mm -hmm. because there is this revival happening in black america and we're seeing some evidence of it with a lot of the social media movements that have taken place for example if you go to Instagram, you can type in hashtag black marriages mm -hmm. and you can see oh, this yes. revival of, you know, just yeah. black men and black women getting married. And it's so beautiful, right? It's right, like, okay, it is. Now younger couples are coming up. They want to get married. They're seeing the value of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to continue to build upon. So that pretty much is a message really to that's conservatives. Good. Like, get in there and have those great conversations. Protect, mm -hmm. teach them about politics that protect. And then for black Americans who are listening, it's like, understand, at least from us, at least from this yes. group of black conservatives, we <laughs> right. see you. We mm -hmm. see the work. We love you. We love the people. And we will be here to be that access point for you. So yes. uh, hopefully that's a, that's a blessing. And hopefully I was able to answer your question. No, absolutely you did. And that that is a great, great point. I'm so glad you brought in the new data because my data was a few years back because, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to find, mm -hmm. you know, the, the the most recent and um, mm -hmm. and I'm happy to hear that and the thing about it too is like you're 
you're right. On social media, I am seeing more and more of this push towards family, mm-hmm. right? And uh-huh. um, and then I get a little concerned because I see the push towards family, but then I hear these conversations. It's almost te- teaching women to, mm-hmm. you know, make their men docile. And that that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. But, yeah. you know, these overly emotional men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, girls. Let I men know. be men. Um, yeah. You you want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's mm-hmm. like, but at least the ideas are competing, yes. right? At least they're getting these options. And it's not just this one-sided anti-men, especially anti-black men Ugh. message. It, it is yeah. so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it can be very toxic out here. But the more we have the empowering message going forward, Mm-hmm. Um, the more we're just going to see this kind of increase just continue yeah. to grow and grow. And we do have a long way to go. I think in 1930, mm-hmm. Robert Woodson was saying that we were at like a 10% single parent mm-hmm. household. And I still think that's even too high. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm looking forward. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, 10%. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to con- continuing to see that number go down mm-hmm. because it ultimately helps us, helps us all together. Before we close, can you please mm-hmm. tell everyone how they can follow you, what you're working on, and uh, mm-hmm. just how they can connect with you? Yeah, so people can go to FeliciaKillings.org. That's with two E's, Felicia. And uh, right now, my CCM team and I, we are preparing for election 2024. Um, We're preparing. uh, This October, I'm having a convention for leaders, um, conservative leaders out here in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to come together for three days of really great empowerment. But I'm also going to host the first annual um, debate, this great debate between black progressivism and black conservatism and want to bring competition of ideas to black voters. We also want to host a really great voter registration event. So uh, just giving black voters a chance to say like to see, you know, we're here and we're very excited about this next election. Waiting to hear if I'm going to get my 2024 ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see how that plays out. But other than that, we continue to do outreach online, especially Mm. on Twitter and, um, you know, just going into these areas, especially Atlanta, just to pass out brochures and, and let black voters know we're here. Well, I certainly want to bring you back once we do have the ticket Mm -hmm. and uh, during the primary, because I would like to discuss each of the candidates and who we feel is um, really going to move our community forward. Because, you know, um, we got to understand that helping this community, helping our community helps all communities and Mm -hmm. it all kind of plays in together. So thank you so much, Felicia, for just participating in this discussion. It's a very, very important topic, not just to me but to everyone I believe it should be Um, I'm sure our listeners got something out of it because I know I did and you're certainly welcome to come back at any time and I will be inviting you back awesome I loved it thank you (laughs) and for those who are listening I love feedback I love engagement so please follow me on all social media platforms like, share, comment, and be sure to rate this podcast episode if you're listening to the podcast. Um, we've talked about it. Now you go talk about it. Thank you so much for listening. This is Let's Talk About It with Janelle King.
What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. 